1: Internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Healthy Matters. It's an open line show, as we've been mentioning earlier this morning, which means your general health questions. For your host, Dr. David Hilden, good morning. Good morning, Danny. What a nice morning.
0: Isn't it beautiful outside? Just a beautiful spring day. It's about time.
1: I know it's getting a little ahead of the game here, but we're talking in the station and without, and certainly you guys at Hennepin Health, about the show we're going to be doing on June 10th. Yeah. This is a live. Well, it's always live, but we're going to be at your location.
0: That's right. We're moving up up Seventh Street. and We're moving over a block to Eighth Street, and we're going to do a live studio, or it's not studio, a live audience show. Now, where is it going to be? Exactly? It's going to be at at Hennepin Healthcare's Clinic and Specialty Center at Eighth and Park in downtown Minneapolis. If you go down there, you can't miss it. It's got a big glass wall that undulates and curves. It's a gorgeous Ooh. building. Parking is right there under the building. Parking is right there. You don't even have to go outside. So if it's a rainy day or whatever, you you don't even have to go outside. You just take the elevators from the parking ramp right up into the atrium okay. of our new clinic and specialty center. We're, we're dubbing the show "The Decade with Dave." That's me. I'm the Dave part of that because we've been we are in our tenth year. We haven't hit our tenth birthday. It's Still yet, hard it's, to believe. It is. It's it's. We've been doing the show for ten years. So June tenth. We're going to do it at our usual time, 7.30 Central, right here in Minneapolis. And I want you to be in the audience, everybody. Come meet Denny and me. I've invited three of uh, uh, two repeat guests that were very popular. One, uh, Rawad Nasser. He's a rheumatologist. We're going to talk a little bit about arthritis. Two, Renji Varghese. He is a a sleep doctor. We're going to talk about sleep medicine. Those were two very popular shows. People always want to meet these guys. So they're gonna, they're gonna be there. And I've asked a third person that you have not met. The listeners have not met. Dr. Laura LaFave. She is a, a classmate of mine from, from a long time ago. And she's an endocrinologist who I'm so thrilled has come back to join us at Hennepin. She's gonna be at the show. So that 10th anniversary show, the Decade with Dave show, June 10th, <laughs> You do need to RSVP. Um, it seats are limited, and and frankly, um, they're they're going fast. We've had a lot of people sign up already, and I only announced it last week. So, best way to go, and you can you can go to hennepinhealthcare dot org slash here for life and sign up for it. Um, uh, uh, or you can go to myhealthymatters.org. dot org, and in fact, that's the way I, you should probably do it because I give you a little more information about the show. Go to myhealthymatters.org. dot org. Look for the Decade with Dave, um, sign up for him. And not only that, if you go to MyHealthyMatters.org, I have uh, a new post about last week's uh, kidney transplant show. So I'll say more about that as the show goes on. I'm going to read a couple of comments from listeners. I did ask people to go to the website and tell me why you listened to the show over these 10 years. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have been doing that. Let me give you one of them sure. right now. I'm going to give you one right now. Um, Karen Olness, she's a, she's a pediatrician. And she says, I'm a retired pediatrician. I live in southern Minnesota. I did my first clinical rotation at HCMC more than 50 years wow. ago. One of my patients had mumps. Then I got the mumps, and I was hospitalized. So that's Dr. Olna said that, and she has been enjoying and listening to the program most Sundays. So um, uh, if I'd love to hear you. Why do you listen to the show? Go to MyHealthyMatters.org and look for the place where I've asked you to put your comments in. Tell me why you've been listening to the show, where you're listening to the show, and um, I'll read them on the
1: air. And I have heard, I don't know if it's true, you could verify this, that, that Sunday, June 10th, there might be some good coffee and treats.
0: Yeah, there might be some treats. Left. That was really funny. We're planning this. I mean, it's not like we're just going to hope that somebody brings us donuts, but but you know, there we're actually going to have some 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 coffee and 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 things to eat and drink. And the funny thing is the uh Bill Marx is a great guy. He runs our our food service program at uh-huh. happen. And he t- he texted me after the show and said, "Don't worry, I got you covered." So you know we work right. as a team at Hennepin. When I, I've got the guy who's in charge of all of it, he says, "Don't worry, I, I've Excellent. got you covered on the on the donuts uh, well, well, front." So well, we'll
1: keep reminding you as we head closer to that uh, that date. It'll be a fun show. Uh, skies are fair, 41 degrees. Again, this is an open line show. We're already getting text and phone calls. There is a line open if you want to use that. Uh, uh, and let me give you that because we've got a, another email question to answer too. Although text and phone calls is how we're going to work it as usual. 651-989-9226. Uh, text is 81807. But as you can see, Doctor, we've got some snail mail.
0: We did. Um, somebody mailed in a question, and so I'd like to get to that one. This is from Don out in Maple Grove. Hi, Don, and thanks for your efforts in getting in touch with us. His question is this. What is the best way to remove a dime-sized keratosis on my back? I want it removed. I've been given two solutions by two different doctors. One advised against it, said it was risky due to possible bleeding and infection, and his, his method was to freeze it, but it might take two or three treatments. Second doctor said a bit of Novocaine and then cut it off. And the question, why is there a difference, which one is better? So, Don, uh, uh and listeners, uh, a keratosis, um, the longer word is a seborrheic keratosis. These are these usually dark blotches on your skin that look like moles. They look like someone stuck it on there, like with a bit of double-sided tape. They usually stick out a little bit, like some ugly brownish thing that someone stuck on you. That's a seborrheic keratosis. They are not cancerous. They are benign. So one option that you didn't mention is just to leave it. You can leave these things alone. You just need to make sure it's not a skin cancer like melanoma. But but if it's correctly diagnosed as a keratosis, you can either leave it or you can do either of the things that those doctors suggested. Very small ones can be frozen off. But if it's a dime size, that's pretty good size. Um, I would recommend some Novocaine and cutting it off. They can do a very simple office-based procedure. Just cut the thing off. It'll be done with it. The freezing that's going to go if for something that big, you can freeze things, but it's going to go over and over. You're going to have to get many treatments. It's going to take forever. I would just have a minor procedure and have it cut off. That The pros and cons of that are just that. The freezing takes too long. You have to do it session after session something that big. So that's what I would do, Don. All right, thanks, Don.
1: Appreciate the letter. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Jim is calling from Columbia Heights with a question. Go ahead, Jim.
2: See, my question is this. First of all, I I, I enjoy listening to your show, doctor, because you explain things so easily in modern good terms.
0: Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate that.
2: My question is this, doctor. My doctor recently put me on metformin. For my blood sugar, is that something I'm going to have to be on lifelong, or is it a temporary solution? Hang up. Listen.
0: Okay, thank you, Jim. It could be temporary. Metformin is the first line, meaning the first thing we go to in our quiver of uh, arrows in diabetes. And uh, if you have mildly high blood sugars or even pretty high blood sugars, you should start with metformin um, because it's it's safe. It has very few side effects. And those side effects are just things like a little GI upset, gastrointestinal indigestion, but that usually gets a little better. It's safe and effective, and so we usually put people on it first. Um, if your diabetes doesn't ever get better, you could be on it forever. Um, you could be on these medications forever. But diabetes is one of those things that we can't cure, but we can manage. We manage it. And and so, for instance, what do I mean by that? Metformin isn't going to cure it. If you stop taking the medication, your sugars are going to rise again. But if you can do other things, lifestyle changes, such as lose weight, that would be the number one thing. If you're carrying too much weight and you lose 10 or 15 pounds, your blood sugar control might be much better and then you would no longer need the metformin again. Uh, That's the biggest one. So diet, exercise, weight loss, those things can make it such that your sugars are better controlled naturally and you don't need the metformin for life. That being the case, most people who end up with diabetes have trouble with things like weight loss and, and they end up being on medications for a great long time, if not forever. It's just not a guarantee that you need to be on it forever, but it is the right first choice. All right.
1: 6-5 is the line open, Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six Text number, and we're getting a bunch of those, Doctor, uh, 81807. Why don't we grab
0: one? Huh? Okay, here's some text messages. What causes pain in the lower back, behind, and down the outside of the legs? It's worse when I'm laying flat like in a bed. What should I do? Um, if it's on both legs, it's probably in your lower back. It is probably um, something pinching your nerves, Um it could be anything from a ridicular pain, which is one nerve coming out one side of your leg is hurting you, or it could be spinal stenosis where the whole spinal canal is being pinched. That's generally what it is. Um, if, if positions, uh, make it better or worse, like they seem to in this, in this texture, that, se- that, that makes it me think it's more of a mechanical problem, like a pinched nerve or like a, a pinched spinal cord. So the things I would do is stretch, 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 um, walk, be active when you're awake um, so that your muscles and your ligaments and joints are all loose. Perhaps see a physical therapist. If none of that helps, then you can see a low back specialist. You could see a neurologist. And that's probably who I'd begin with to see if there's anything more severe. As in all low back pain and nerve pain that goes down your legs, if you have one of a few things, then we ask you to see a doctor more frequently. Number one, if you're a cancer patient and you have new low back pain, you should see uh, a doctor pretty quickly. If you have problems that are new with bowel or bladder incontinence, you're suddenly losing control of your bladder, you should see a doctor. Um, or if you have weakness in your legs, you literally can't lift your leg. Those are neurologic urgencies and you should be seen sooner.
1: I know we have to take a break momentarily, but I think Melanoma
0: Monday is coming up pretty Melanoma, I, is there, is, is, no, that's a, I was going to start singing that. that it's, I manic know what you're think. it's Manic Monday. It's Manic Monday. It's just yeah. another Melanoma Monday. Mm-hmm. May 7th, Monday, May 7th, we're, we're highlighting melanoma. Um, and so come get your spots checked. If you have, you remember that, that, that uh, question I just answered earlier in the show, if you have a spot that you're not sure what it is, we are doing free, 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 free skin cancer screenings Monday, May 7th at the new Clinic and Specialty Center from 8 to noon and 1 to 4 all day except the lunch hour. Schedule an appointment. You do need to schedule. But it's at org slash Melanoma Monday, all one word. HennepinHealthcare.org forward slash melanoma monday. If you have any spots and you're concerned this, you get to see a dermatologist for free. About that, that doesn't happen very often. Monday, May 7th.
1: Very good. Let's head to this break. We have more show to come. Folks on the line, stay there. If you want to call in your question, it's an open line show today. 651-989-9226. So send a text if that's easier, 81807. Skies are fair here on this Sunday morning on CCO. Temperature reading 41, heading for seven. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. It's an open line show, which means you drive the show. Your phone calls and text messages for Dr. David Hilden. It is uh, There's a line open again, 651-989-9226. Text, and I have a bunch of those, 81807. Let's grab some callers, Dr. Karen is calling from Minnetonka. Karen, the doctor's listening.
2: Thank you very kindly. I um, have a question regarding melatonin. Can it affect... I take it for sleep, 5 to 8 milligrams, and does could it affect my tinnitus?
0: Well, that's a really good one, Karen, and I'm not quite sure, but I don't think so. Um, but there's a whole bunch of things that cause what she's talking about is a funny sound in your ears, um, this tinnitus thing she's talking about, listeners, Um uh, and medications can really do that, um, particularly aspirin. Aspirin can lead to uh, more I, – I pronounce it tinnitus, but I might be wrong on that. I don't know if melatonin does or not, but I'm going to – here's why I'm going to think not. Melatonin is a natural, naturally produced substance, and when you're taking a pill, you are simply adding to what your body already has, and its it's not a new chemical substance. It's not something foreign in your body. It is simply a a hormone that helps us regulate our day, night, sleep, wake cycles. But that all being said, (laughs) I don't want to speak uh, of which I know nothing, which, you know, uh, and I don't know if it has any relationship to hearing. I will give myself a note, Karen, and see if I can't come up with that, but I'm not sure. Generally, I tell people um, when they take melatonin that number one, it's probably helpful. I think melatonin is the real deal. Number two, I tell them take it more around dinner time, not right before you're going to go to bed. Give your body a couple hours because that's what it would do naturally. So take your melatonin in in between 6 and 8 in the evening, not at 10 to midnight. And third, I don't believe there's lots of side effects. So that's that third one that you're asking about. I'm not sure. So um, don't uh, don't bet the house on it, but I think you should be okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's go to Minneapolis. Ellen is calling on the show. Go ahead, Ellen. Thank you.
2: Hi. I've had a baker cyst in the back of my left knee for a number of years, and I would have it drained occasionally. It doesn't seem like it would; they would get much out of that. But um, I went in about, oh, three weeks ago, and they did that and also gave me a shot of cortisone. But it came back right away, and it's really been bothering me a lot. Um, it's gotten big at times where I've, I'd like to get into the car. So I'm kind of wondering what could be next. Um, I don't think they do surgery on that, do they?
0: They do, yeah. So, Ellen, I was going to ask have, Has anyone suggested a surgery?
2: No, I'm just going back on Wednesday again to my orthopedic.
0: Yeah. I um, think you need a surgery. And, and the reason is this a Baker's cyst um, or uh, a pop, it's also known as a popliteal cyst because the area behind your knee is called your popliteal fossa. And, and a Baker cyst is a fluid collection in the joint, the sac that's inside the joint, the synovial fluid, but it is bulging out the back. And in some cases, that little sac that's all supposed to be contained in your knee starts to bulge out the back. And in some people, it can get huge. It can go inches down your leg and you can have this huge swelling out the back of your leg um, and it hurts and, and, and you have all kinds of problems. If you simply drain it, like with a needle, the sac is still there, and so it can just fill up again. And and so whatever caused it—the pressure in your knee, the arthritis in your knee, whatever it was that was causing that pressure and having this thing bulge out—can happen again. It can happen again and again and again. So a surgeon can fix that once and for all. It's a relatively minor surgery. It's a relatively safe surgery, and it might give you lasting relief, Alan. I think. Everything you're doing is are, are what we call temporizing measures. It's just things to to let you to, – to, so that the passing of time will be better, but it doesn't fix the problem. I would talk to them um, about whether a surgery is in order because I think I'd probably suggest it.
1: One of the text doctors came in uh, asking, is the influenza A
0: season over? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> it is – we're past the worst of the influenza season. The, cases can still happen and probably will for another month. Or several weeks, and then you'll then we'll just get scattered cases. You can actually get influenza throughout the year, but it's just scattered cases here and there. The real season is wrapping up. So I say yes and no. You can still get influenza, so you should still be smart. Wash your hands and don't be coughing and sneezing on each other. Stay home if you're sick. But that's uh, that's about it. We're, we're past the worst of it. All right.
1: Back to the phones we go. Arlen is calling from Glenwood. Arlen, you're on with the doctor.
2: Yes, doctor. I'm an 85-year-old man, and I've been having a lot of back problems. I've had uh, therapies a couple of different times. Uh, And it's it's in my back, and it does go down into the legs, both sides, into the hips for walking. And uh, they've given me shots in the tailbone twice. That helped for probably a week. That was about it. And I had surgery on it about 13 years ago. They cleaned everything out in there. And now I had an MRI, and I went to the regular surgeon again. He says that I couldn't take surgery because it's too age and uh, um, too much damage back there from the previous surgery. Anyhow, what I am wondering is what uh, these stimulators they talked about installing back there, what success have they had with those?
0: Yeah, I think that it might be a reasonable thing to look at with you. There is no um, definite proof that those stimulators work, um, but there is some suggestion that some people do get some relief. Um, First of all, I do want to comment, age is not a contraindication to surgery. If um, 85 years old is not too old to have a surgery. Um, uh, The other thing you said about your surgery, though, if it's all scarred in there and and they've kind of mucked it up from previous surgeries so it's better to leave it alone, that's reasonable. But age alone is not a, you can get a surgery at age 85. Um, you might try the stimulators. You, uh, and you might try, um, acupuncture, believe it or not. You might try a physical therapist. You might try injections in, in your, in your, um, uh, just keep trying those because they're, they're, uh, they're relatively, um, safe. You can't do them real often, but I would try all those. But as for the stimulators, I don't know the, proof. I I am not aware that they've been proven to have good long-term outcomes. I don't think it would be harmful. And you have sort of exhausted many of the other things we have to offer for chronic low back pain. So I usually don't say this um, for things that I'm not real sure about, or I really don't know if they're ready for prime time, if they're really effective. I usually don't encourage people to do that. But in your case, it might be something worth considering.
1: You know, not only the phone calls, as you can see, Doctor, but the text messages, a lot of pain questions. Uh, I know. today.
0: There are a lot of things. And one questions. of them
1: is, because you've referred to that, uh, that, that uh, malady before, is sciatic pain a real thing? Yes. <laughs> a lot of folks can tell yeah, you that. Yeah,
0: your sciatic nerve is a huge thing. You know, it's the size of your finger. It's a collection of nerves that, that they all come out of your spinal, um, cord individually at every level. You have all these individual nerves coming out and then they all coalesce into this big fat thing. There's, uh, and yes, if that thing gets pinched, it causes a shooting electrical pain from your lower back around the outside of your rear end, down the back of your leg, and if it's real bad, it goes below your knee into your foot. It can be a shooting pain, a burning pain. It's, it's usually due to some kind of pinching or mechanical problem in the lower back, um, and, but it's most definitely a real thing. And so the things we've been talking about, um, injections, uh, surgery, physical therapy, acupuncture, um, exercise, stretching, all those things are something you might need to do for low back pain um, or for sciatic pain, which right. is leg pain. We'll be having another half hour of the show to go, so if you miss getting in the first half
1: hour, still have time for your questions. Uh, but don't wait. We, when we're doing an open line show, you know we tend to get busy. So call us or text us 651-989-9226. We'll fill up the lines and get right on it after the break. 651-989-9226 or send a text at 81807. 41 degrees now. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today, which means your phone calls and text messages driving the show, not talking about any particular topic uh, this morning. 651-989-9226. And the text uh, message uh, number is 81807. And Dr. Hilden, can see we have a bunch of those.
0: Boy, do we ever. I'm going to answer, I'm going to try to do a quick round through a lot of these text messages because I often don't get to them. A couple of things I want to alert listeners to. First of all, good morning. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for listening, as always. We're in our 10th year on the air of Healthy Matters, sponsored by my employer, Hennepin Healthcare. Thanks to the good folks at Hennepin. I work with the best team of people at Hennepin. I don't often say that, but uh, um, Paul and Christine and Tom and the gang at Hennepin, um, uh, who's been sponsoring our show for these 10 years, they're just terrific. But we're doing something special this year. It's on June 10th, a Sunday morning. It's a live audience broadcast of this show. We're calling it Decade with Dave, and I hope you will come. Um, to We'd like you to register just so we know who who's coming, but it's free. So come down to the Clinic and Specialty Center in downtown Minneapolis on Sunday, June 10th. Get there a few minutes early, so um, like around 7. We'll launch at 7.30 as we usually do, and then I'll we'll chat, and we'll have some donuts, and we'll have coffee, and I'd like to meet you, and you can meet some of our guests and we'll even show you around the clinic a little bit and uh, kick the tires a little bit on a brand new state of the art medical facility. I've asked a few people, I've asked all of you to go to myhealthymatters.org, go to the post where I talk about the decade with Dave and leave your stories about why you listen and I've been I've been sharing a few of them. Here's another one that I received on myhealthymatters.org from Diana and um well here's what Diana says. She says I have been listening every Sunday for the whole 10 years of the, uh, as I get ready for church. Diana, you're my favorite. Our parish is the Church of Our Lady in Manana, a tiny town in rural Meeker County. Originally, our Mass was at 9.15, so we could listen to the whole program and then leave for church. Now we share priests with two other parishes, and our Mass starts at 8.30. Since I'm the organist, I need to be there early. I can catch the start of Healthy Matters, but now I'm glad I can hear the rest online later. Thanks for all the excellent information through the years. That's from Diana in Meeker County. Diana, thank you. I hope you're um, uh, you're probably just starting to play the organ now um, um, at your parish, and uh, she's been listening for nearly the whole 10 years. Please, everybody else, go to myhealthymatters.org. There are a few things you can do if you go to that site. Number one, you can leave your comments about why you listen to the show. Number two, you can register for the Decade with Dave live live broadcast on June 10th. And number three, you can check out the new post I did about kidney transplant um, based on last week's show. So all kinds of stuff to do. You can subscribe by email. Please also note that the Decade with Dave is just the launching of a summer of cool activities that we're sponsoring called Here for Health Maybe you're just a curious person. If you're listening to this show, you must be a curious person. Well, get out of the house and come learn a little bit more. I have got some great guests scheduled for three other sessions, one in July, August, and September on a Thursday night and two Saturday mornings. Maybe you want to see a colonoscopy suite when you're not the one who's getting a colonoscopy. (laughs) Dr. Matlock will be there. He'll show you what a colonoscope looked like. He's just a great guy and a great teacher. We're going to have dermatologists there. We're going to have a women's heart health expert, Dr. Michelle Carlson. We're going to have a physical therapist. We're going to have a chiropractor. We're going to have an acupuncturist. We're going to have all kinds of guests. It's the Here for Health series. Starting off with our live audience show on June 10th. It's all at MyHealthyMatters.org. You can go there right now. Okay, here we are. Let's do some text messages. Doctor, my fasting glucose level is usually in the 90s. Recently, it was 93. The upper limit of normal is 99. Should I be concerned? Is this glucose level close to prediabetes? How can I lower it? No, you shouldn't be concerned. You're stone cold normal. That's fabulous. A, A glucose in the 90s is normal. Pre-diabetes is 100 to 125, and diabetes is 126 and higher. But these need to be confirmed over time. They need repeat measurements. If you're at 90, you are fine. But that doesn't mean that you have to let your guard down. You should still exercise, eat right, eat low on the food chain, preferably more plants, uh, uh, preferably fewer processed things like sugars, Fats aren't as bad as sugars. That sounds kind of funny, but, um, uh, you're not so bad if you're eating whole foods, even if it's got some fat in it. What we're more concerned about is simple sugars, processed foods, things like that. That's what you should do for your blood glucose. Don't eat, like, high fructose corn syrup. They should not ingest that. That's not good for you. Okay, let's see. Other things here. um, There was one that I've now lost because there's just a slew of these. But there was one I really wanted to talk about because it's interesting. Oh, here. Is there a correlation between sauna use Hmm. and heart issues and reducing heart issues? And this one's a little near and dear to my heart because there was a study about sauna use in Finnish people. And in 2016, I was in Finland. And I, I can't believe they're obsessed with their saunas over there. And I actually did a public sauna in downtown Helsinki once, and it was the funniest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, literally, a whole bunch of men that's segregated by gender. The whole bunch of men go into the sauna naked together, like thirty of them, and you know they're all doing this sauna, and the women are doing the same thing in the next one, and then they all go stand on the street corners and have a beer naked. You know, the whole thing is just bizarre. So, so I'm really, uh, I'm really, I'm interested in that, but. The funny thing about this text message is that it's probably true. Asana sauna is probably good for you. It is well known that it can lower your blood pressure. It really? can lower your heart rate. Yeah, it's probably good for your heart. Whether it makes anybody live longer, I don't know, but it might. The study in Finnish people was that, yes, it probably has benefits to your heart. But what do Finnish people do? They do it every day. Hmm. So that's where the – the that therein lies the rub. Taking a sauna once a week or once a month or every time you're at a spa in Cancun, that isn't going to it. do it. Um, the Finnish people do it many days a week. So that's the problem. So if you are, have access to a sauna and do it three or four or five times a week, it's probably good for you doing it once or twice uh, every now and then is probably just fun but I don't know it brings a hard. whole new meaning for going out with the boys for a beer it does Danny <laughs> and, and it was the funny in fact in fact I did a post about it on MyHealthyMatters.org. go everybody go to MyHealthyMatters.org, and you can look up sauna it was from late 2016 I was there with the Minnesota Orchestra but I went and literally, they're all, all the men are standing there with towels wrapped around their waist, and the women are standing with the towels wrapped around their whole bodies on the street corner. Because <laughs> they had all just come out of the sauna. And I, have got a, um, a post about it. It's, it was funny as all heck. Go to myhealthymatters.org. I wrote about it. But Look, you've heard that the possibility of Lord's blood. It is. I think it is. That's kind of well established. Oh, wow. It's probably good for you. Hmm. Okay. Here's another text now that we've talked about naked saunas. Nothing. We'll talk about anything on a Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. Here's one that says, please explain Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Symptoms, cause, how is it diagnosed and treated? What, if anything, can you do to get better, especially diet? Hashimoto's thyroiditis is a is a very common type of thyroid disease, which is an autoimmune disorder. Autoimmune means your own body is attacking one of its organs. There's a zillion autoimmune disorders. Another way to look at it is that your doctor doesn't know what causes it, but we do. It's, it's antibodies against your own thyroid. It leads to low thyroid levels in your bloodstream, something we call hypothyroidism. You can have brittle nails, your hair can fall out, your skin can be dry, you can have a slight bit of weight loss, and you can be fatigued and tired. It's sort of like, your thyroid's sort of like the, the throttle of your body. And, and, um, it's uh, in Hashimoto's, somebody's stepping on the brink. So everything is slowed down in your body. You you're treat it by taking thyroid replacement. Um, it's very treatable. And um, if, so if you have some of those symptoms, go to your doctor. It's easily done with a blood test.
1: All right. We need to take a quick break. We have more show to come. Uh, so folks on the line, hang on. Texters will get more messages your way to it. More answers. Skies are fair here on CCO for this Sunday. 44 degrees now. And welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters, an open line show is what we have going um, today, meaning your phone calls and text messages, and we have many.
0: We do. Let's do a few texts. Sure. Um, As predicted, somebody has corrected my pronunciation. It's sauna. Sauna. Not sauna. Jenny and I were laughing about that. And then sure enough, thank you, listener. I know I don't say it like the Finns. It's sauna. Finnish language has an awful lot of vowels in it. Okay. Here's here's a, a, a text question that says, you have said you're getting a number of questions about pain. Can any relief be achieved from medical marijuana? If the pain may relate, I don't know. Then the text goes on to say, okay. is the pain related to tension? There is some evidence that medical marijuana might help pain. Um, I have not done yet, I have not yet done a show about medical marijuana because, you know, the, the jury's been out, but it's now that we have some experience with it. There are some legitimate reasons for medical marijuana and it might help a number of things. Pain is among them. Um, chronic pain. And frankly, our traditional, what I call traditional, our Western medical um, system of which I'm a part, doesn't have a lot of good answers for pain. If you've heard me hemming and hawing with all these callers and textures about pain, I don't have good answers for a lot. And so although we have some, some treatments, none of them are, I'm open to more. So, we, so there's, there's reason to hope that medical marijuana might help, although there's not a lot of proof yet. That's the issue, but there's a lot of hope. So I'm going to talk about that in a future show. Here's another text that says, "What do you know about the new two-part shingles treatment? The shingles vaccine has been updated. There's a new one. It's called Shingrits. It is a uh Shing, yeah, Shingrix. I think it's Shingrix. It's a two-part um vaccine that is 90 to 95% effective. The old shingles vaccine was 50 to 60% effective. So whether or not you got the old vaccine, whether or not you've had shingles, whether or not you've had chickenpox, the new vaccine is effective, and I do recommend it. Mm, okay, okay, um, but it is a two-parter. Now let's see. This is a, a text or one more text. It says, "At my annual physical, my doctor recommended that I begin taking a statin, although I do not have high cholesterol or triglycerides." She said it was a protocol per some study. I am 70 and have been on high blood pressure med for years, but I'm otherwise active and healthy. I don't understand the purpose of it. Do not take a statin unless you qualify. Don't do it just because it's some protocol. If you have normal cholesterol, you shouldn't be on it. They are great medications. Statins are terrific medications for the people for whom they're indicated. If you have had a heart attack, for heaven's sakes, you should be on one. If you have known coronary disease, if you have extremely high cholesterol, and if you have diabetes, it saves lives. They're Really good medication, but if you don't have those things, you shouldn't be on it.
1: All right, let's go back to the phones, Doctor uh, Jack. And Andover has been waiting. Uh, Jack, good morning. What, what can we do for you?
2: Well, I'm calling about some shoulder pain, maybe a slight rotator cuff tear. I took a bad spill about six, seven weeks ago on my left shoulder. Uh, I went into the orthopedic guy, and he says the only way to determine if how bad it is is by an MRI or a, or I think, or a CAT scan, but. The thing is, is there anything I can be doing to help this pain? And it seems to bother me if I'm laying in bed at night more so than standing up.
0: Yeah, that that would make some sense, Jack. And, and the thing about um, rotator cuffs is that it, you can have mild strains or tears or partial tears and they hurt but that you can still use your arm if that's your your situation then you can probably slowly relieve pain with exercises i would do it under the the guidance of a physical therapist however um exercises are are helpful in regaining the strength if you want a medical treatment of pain you know, i would start with tylenol then go to ibuprofen and see if those help i would not use something stronger um there there's probably not this is not an indication for something stronger like opiates um, but if you, if it's a bigger tear, your pain might just continue and you might need a surgery. Uh, uh, your rotator cuff is what allows you, it's to rotate your shoulder. It's a, what allows the extraordinary range of motion in your shoulder, up and down and right and left and twisting. And if it's really torn, a surgery is going to be the only thing. But for pain, um, I would do, I would do ibuprofen and, and Tylenol. You can try ice or heat, heat or ice, whatever feels better. Um, probably at this stage, heat would be your better choice, uh, and see if that doesn't give you some relief. See a physical therapist, though. Oh, also, yeah. also, this sounds like a, a, a maybe overkill, but 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 I think it might help to get an injection in there if uh, that you have some inflammatory response, and a local injection of an anti-inflammatory might help your pain as well.
1: We have about sixty seconds to go on the show, so we, we apologize for not getting more texts and phone I, calls.
0: I, I know. I'm sorry. I can't get to more of them. Here's Always a real busy. Quick, there's a many kinds of statin. I'm on Pravastatin. Somebody just sent in. They're all good. It doesn't matter as long as you get your numbers under control. Uh, Please check out MyHealthyMatters.org. Sign up for our Decade with Dave show on June 10th. Read the post about kidney transplant. Go back a couple of weeks and look for the post where I, I, I'm I soliciting your stories about why you listen. There's lots to do on MyHealthyMatters.org. And don't forget, Monday is May 7th is Melanoma Monday. We want you to get your skin lesions checked for free. Melanoma Monday, and you can sign up to do that at org slash Monday.
1: Are we going to be doing another open line show next week? Next week. so yep. if you didn't get in today, uh, try try again by phone or by
0: text. Again, if you need a doc, what's the best number to call? Check us out at 612-873-MYMD. All right. We'll see you
1: back here next week with more show right now in the Twin Cities skies. It's fair sunny and 44 degrees in the Twin Cities.